This is Lisa Van Dam, founder of Van Dam Academy, a K-8 school in Southern California, and of Read With Me, a program meant to help people connect emotionally with the classics. This next story is called, I Don't Know What I Think Anymore. The capstone novel of my students' education is Victor Hugo's 93. I think of it as so much more than a book. Reading it is a rite of passage. I've been teaching it for almost 20 years, and my students are invariably enamored of it. This year is no different. I stand outside the school each morning to greet our families as the kids come in. Since we've started reading 93, every entering 8th grader stops to marvel over what happened in the chapter the night before. They refuse to wait for class to share their comments. They can't contain themselves. There is one student in particular I knew would adore this novel. He's a real history buff, and 93 is a work of historical fiction set during the French Revolution. On top of that, I had happened to sit in on his presentation for an independent study class. It was about the bombing of Dresden. He raised, and ultimately answered, the question of whether it should be considered a war crime whether the death toll was disproportionate to the military gains. In his view, the bombing was justified because it was key to the Allies' victory over Germany. Hugo's 93 is the heart-stopping story of a ruthless, inexorable delegate of the revolution who was sent to supervise a young general known for showing clemency and for refusing to act in a merciless manner outside the strict confines of war. It asks the question of whether the noble goal of founding a republic is compromised if the means of achieving it are unconscionably savage. The novel exonerates the French Revolution while still coming down resoundingly on the side of a deep respect for the sanctity of human life. A few days ago, we arrived at what I regard as an explicit statement of the novel's theme. Above the revolutionary absolute, there is the human absolute. In other words, victory in a just cause cannot come at the expense of one's conscience. When we finished our discussion of that line, I looked at my student and said, Do you see why I thought you'd like this novel? He nodded, but I could see that something had not yet clicked. I said, do you see how it relates to your independent study project? It is not possible for me to do justice to what happened then. His eyes got wide, he dropped his face into his hands, and then, with his fingers in his hair, he squeezed the sides of his head and said, Oh my God, I don't know what I think anymore. This spontaneous expression was so earnest and so deeply felt. It was one of the most breathtakingly beautiful moments I have witnessed in my class. It was an exemplary moment of what I call soul-stretching. I told him then, and I will say now, that my expectation was not necessarily that he would change his mind, and that maybe, upon further reflection, he won't. Whether he does or whether he doesn't is not what matters. What matters is that this novel will have challenged, deepened, and given nuance to his understanding. This was a distilled example of what literature, 
properly understood and properly presented, has to offer. When students read great works of literature by world-altering minds who present moments that help expand their capacity to understand the world around them, their souls have been stretched.